Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I appreciate you so much. I am so glad that I get to be able to spend this time with you. Today we're talking about nurturing the people that mean the most. And I want to make sure that right up front here, I spent some time nurturing you because you mean so much to me. Um, you're so important to me. I've often said doing this show is kind of my guilty pleasure. I really enjoy it, uh, maybe even sometimes a little more than I should. It's a lot of fun to be able to share with you, to be with you, to help you be and live as a thriving entrepreneur. What does it mean to thrive? What does that look like in each of our individual lives? I mean, it's obviously different from person to person, time to time, day to day. But in general, all of us, I think, all of us agree, we want to thrive. We want life to be a thriving, wonderful, amazing experience. And here's the thing, and here's part of why I celebrate you so much. And that's the fact that every moment of every day, you're doing something incredible. You're showing up and you're making the difference in the world that you were meant to make. You are changing people's lives. A lot of times, and here's the thing, a lot of times we don't know. We don't see it. Um, maybe someday in heaven or something like that, we will be able to see the impact that we made on other people's lives. But often, on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't see it. We say something. Sometimes we're blessed, and a person will come in and say, Oh, what you said. Um, I was so, I felt so fortunate. I started off this morning in a call with somebody who literally said that thing, same thing to me. They literally said, I was praying about this thing and I knew this is what I needed to do next. And then I went on Facebook and I saw what you had posted. Um, and that just really was refreshing to my spirit because a lot of times it feels like we are talking into a microphone out into the great expanse of the universe. We're writing our words and it's flowing onto paper. It's flowing onto this vastness that's called the internet. And it just floats out there on the quote unquote cloud. Um, and what does that really mean? What impact does that make for people? I want to make sure that you know today, you are so powerful. You do make such a difference in people's lives. And you may not regularly, maybe ever, hear from people about how much of an impact you've made on them. But you absolutely are making the difference in people's lives. You are getting it done just by simply being you. 
there's a secret to that. I think our whole lives is just too overwhelming. You know, when we look at what is the legacy I want to live in that will outlive me into the future, although I believe in those kind of things and, and I even teach some of those kind of things, I think sometimes those become really overwhelming because it's just so much, right? It's just one of those kind of things where you're like, Oh man, I've got the weight of the whole entire world on my shoulders and I just can't, I just can't. What about if we just simply do what we can do for a person today? Not our whole lives, not the whole world, not the all of everything, but we just simply nurture the people that mean the most and I would uh, encourage you to break that down even further to the person. Make it a small number of people that really mean the most and nurture them. Maybe they are your employees. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids or your grandkids. What can you do today not what can I do that's overarching through for the rest of the whole entirety of my life, but just simply, what can I do to maximize today? What can I do to really make sure today that those people that mean the most feel loved, accepted, supported, nurtured, developed, cared for, all of those kind of things? They're so important to you. I know they are. And a lot of times, let's be honest, we've all fallen into this trap where the people that we want to give the most of ourselves to, we give the least of ourselves to because they're consistent. They're there. We can rely on them. And we do, sometimes too much. And we forget to nurture those people, those relationships, the things that mean the most to us because we're busy. I know. We all fall into that. And and this isn't to move us back into judgment zone. No, we don't want to be there. We live in a judgment-free place here on Thriving Entrepreneur. And I want us to stay there. But just simply to be able to take a moment, look at it, look at today, don't worry about what we missed yesterday. I mean, if there's something we need to apologize for, we apologize for it. But we look at today and we find today that thing that we can do to make sure that the people that mean the most to us feel loved, accepted, supported, nurtured in our lives. To do something special for those most important of people. To maximize today by really loving them. Now here's a curveball I'm going to throw you. Because I know some of you, you know, that comes so easily to you. And you do that regularly. There's one other person that you forgot to put on that list. That person is you. That's right. Make sure that when you're nurturing the people that mean the most that you're one of those people. You gotta take care of yourself. Sometimes 
It means taking a good nap. Sometimes it means eating healthy. It means taking care of yourself in a way that allows you to be able to show up powerfully in this world. Make that difference that only you can make. And we need you to do that. Because without you being the best you, the world won't be as good of a place as it can be. I appreciate you so much. I'm so grateful for this time we get to spend together. We have got a couple of really amazing guests, a couple of international best-selling authors that are going to share with you from their books and let you know the ways that you can nurture the people that mean the most in your life as you are living as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's take our first commercial break and then jump right into the conversations with our authors here on Thriving Entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Let's jump right into it. Here with our first guest, we want to talk about the most important people in our business. That's right. The talent, the people that work for us, how important are they and how much of a difference do they make in our day-to-day business life? So we want to talk about some skills, some things that we can do to nurture the people that mean the most in our business. Another exciting book for us today with a great author, Adrian Somerville, with her book, Wingspan. I'm so excited to talk about it. Join me in welcoming Adrian Somerville. Hey, Adrian, how are you doing today? I'm well, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So start off, tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. So I show up as a talent management guru, a thought leader as it relates to all things talent management, understanding people, organizations, processes, all of the above. Super excited. Um, I've traveled an interesting journey to get here, um, having worked for the Navy. Also, you know, did programming, did contracting, and now an author. So super excited about that. And the CEO of two companies, um, Somerville Consulting Group and Talent and Technical Solutions. So I stay pretty busy. 
talent management. Um, for those that you know maybe don't understand that, what does that mean to you? Oftentimes, talent management is misconstrued or deemed synonymous with HR, human resources, and it's actually separate and distinct. The decisions made in the world of talent management drive the decisions of HR representatives. So specifically, we focus on understanding the skills of the workforce, the skills of the organization, and HR focuses mainly on the staffing of the organization. So we have to understand what those gaps are, what that demand signal is in, a, in the talent management arena. What are the products and services we wanna deliver? And then we feed that analytics to HR and that guides them in their decision-making. Do we hire? Do we train? So very complementary, but separate and distinct. So yeah, that makes sense. All right. So uh, tell me a little bit about your Navy background. What did you do in the Navy? So I was a supply corps officer at one point. So I acquired things that the Navy needed for its ships. Um, and then I was a contracting officer still working for the Navy, but as a civilian. And the interesting thing about that opportunity is um, I was able to buy major helicopters and aircraft. So H-60s and B-22s, when you think 9-11 and other things like that, you think of the F-18 and Desert Storm. So that's always nice. Um, but behind all of that, you know, none of that happens without people, right? So I was interestingly introduced via a leadership development program in the Navy, this wonderful world of, wait a minute, there are people behind all these amazing processes and tools and equipment that we deploy. So how are we taking care of the people? Like, what are their goals and how do they align and how are they connected? And do they feel that sense of belonging and um, that collectiveness? I just immediately thought this is definitely something for me. I always find it interesting with all of the uh, different military people that I've helped with their books and, and interviewed and stuff. Um, I think there's a missing component that, I, in fact, I think maybe Israel has it right where they make basically everybody be in the military for at least a year. Mm -hmm. That you learn in the military that you just don't learn, especially in college, but you know, without having that, would you say that's true? Absolutely. Yeah. There, cause there's such a camaraderie and that need to be collective is there's such a dependency on that for the mission success, right? Not just my individual success, but the mission success that we have to build that bridge of tying, you know, all the facts and figures, all the data and the analytics to the faces and the feelings of the workforce members. So that became really true to me with the Navy. Mm. Well, and I think it's that sense of team. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I love how different other groups actually call themselves teams versus, you know, squad or something like that, you know, yeah. but um, it's a real teamwork kind of concept from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it's all about your tribe, right? You know, you've got to have a tribe of people that understand, and this is what's really key, what I love about talent management. If you go into an organization and you ask someone, so if I don't show up today, what does that mean, right? That should be clear. Like you're so tied to the mission um, that you understand that there are implications. If I do not show up, something's gonna happen. My, maybe something I have to give Steve isn't gonna get done, so Steve's not gonna be able to do his job. Like there's a common thread that um, we all must keep very clear. And I find that very true when I think of talent management and understanding these are the products I deliver. And more importantly, 
these are, uh, no kidding, these are the things that are going to be overlooked or not happen if I do not perform in my role. So the book is called Wingspan. In fact, let's put a link for people that can they can get the book today. It's available to them in ebook form for free. Um, tell us a little bit specifically about the book. So Wingspan, the, the whole idea of spreading your wings, it takes on two folds. We know there are individuals that are, particularly in this environment, they're really conflicted about their next step right? They're understanding, seeking understanding about what's in it for me as a career. What do I want to do next? And so what Wingspan does is it illuminates how do you take ownership of your career? What should you do if you're at the crossroads? How am I you know, going to get unstuck, so to speak? And how do I capitalize on all the richness that my organization offers? That's the first part of it. The other thing I love that it does, it then once you're understanding of where you are and understanding what your talent is. Now, how do I take and optimize that for the good of the organization? So that's that corporate dynamic. So if, if you're at the crossroads of where do I want to be? What can I do? What's my next chapter? Um, wingspans for you. If you're a leader or a manager and you're trying to understand team dynamics and how do I get my team performing at the highest optimal level? Um, Wingspan is for you. And when I think about it, you know, for so for so long, we rely on a lot of data. We're data driven society in America. But, you know, behind all of that data is the component, the humanistic factor. And Wingspan illuminates the richness of everybody has a talent. This is what when I became a leader, this was the biggest aha. Um, the only thing that you do as a leader is help people realize they have a talent if they're conflicted. Wingspan will help you. There are assessments and analysis and Q&A type uh, forms that you can leverage in the book. But if you are conflicted about that talent, as a leader, my goal is to help you identify it and more importantly, unleash it for the goodness of the organization. That's how you get that cohesiveness, that camaraderie you reference, that teaming, because now I realize I too have value and my organizational gains have yet to be fully unleashed. I love the little tagline in the subtitle, gaining corporate dominance. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about gaining corporate dominance. I, you know, I love this term because this is how I feel you go from good to great. I'll steal another author's title. Um, you know, when you're thinking about where you are and as an organization, the top performing companies, they understand talent management. They understand, um, you know, this whole concept of people tied to products and goods and services and talent required and gap analysis and targeting training. Um, so that we're able to ensure that everybody is is getting exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. Um, so when you think of corporate dominance, the only way to fully succeed is to have optimal performance at every level in the organization. So whether I started last week or whether I've been here for 30 days, am I fully engaged and am I optimally contributing to the organizational mission and goals? If if you are conflicted and not sure if everybody is doing that or you're second guessing your role in the mission of doing that and supporting that goal, then that's when you get those tools, the four principles, I simplified it, um, four guiding principles that will ensure when applied, it's meaningful, it's measurable results, and you will certainly gain corporate dominance. It's been proven time and time again. And so 
by implementing the four principles, um, this is how you gain corporate dominance. And so the vision was and envelope these in your day-to-day -day tasking as a leader or, and I, and I think everybody's a leader at every level, Steve, to be honest with you, um, but tapping into that for those that are junior or subordinate to you in an organization um, is really how you gain corporate dominance. Um, and that's what I love about talent management. It, it is eye-opening when you get this fundamental concept of talent and people and products and processes. We forget about the people piece. We say it in every mission statement, right? People first, people are wonderful. We're nothing without our people. But if, if you survey the people in your organization, do those words resonate? And you'll see, you'll see this enculturation of learning, this enculturation of performance management, independent of any, any guidance because people are intrinsically motivated to advance. Um, and that's what we talk about. This is how you gain corporate dominance as an individual within your organization and as an organization wanting to rise to the top. So let's take it the other direction for a minute. Um, you know, so many people are, are included in this book. You know, we have, you talked about the essentially first level of management, manage yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And then the managers. Um, what's holding people back? Why are we not, um, you know, making at use of our talent and managing it? And what what is the biggest thing that are holding managers back from optimizing the talent they manage? You know, it's, it's so funny you said that. That's an excellent point. I think at some point as people, um, we can get a little complacent, right? Life will throw you a curveball. Just think of our economy. We have thousands of people that are unemployed that are questioning what's next for me. We have organizations that aren't going to open. Like there are some businesses that will not reopen in the aftermath of COVID-19. So as an individual, I'm, I'm trying to find my place in all of this. I'm trying to get clarity and a sense of purpose. Um, and I think sometimes we get complacent and we lose sight of what's next, like that, like that taking ownership. What I talk about in Wingspan are these career progression, like a roadmap, a trajectory that you can own yourself. And you solicit partners, uh, mentors, friends, families to help you kind of get that sense of clarity. We just have to get really clear on what we want and what we bring to the table as talented individuals, because I can assure you, everyone has a talent. So if you're listening and you're feeling like, I'm just trying to still discover what that is, I can help you in the in wingspan and will remain available to help you beyond wingspan um, because I think it's just that important. The other thing from an organizational perspective, um, sometimes we don't have the data and analytic that allows us to see everyone at every level. And we too get comfortable as leaders. And so Steve's a great guy. I know his portfolio of talent. You're my go-to person, but there are a plethora of other good people that bring work experience and talent germane and or not germane to the positions they're in that you never tap into. And, and it's important for companies to understand that because one, this is how we save money, right? We can do things a lot less expensive. We can do things when we unleash the full potential of talent that we have. Um, we can avoid cost of training that's not targeted and it's not germane to what people do that will allow them to be more successful in our organizations. Um, and so we sometimes I think we just get too comfortable and complacent in our day to day. And, you know, 
the whole purpose of Wingspan was to be more enlightening. Uh, did you realize the art of the possible organization that you have? If you wanted to go into a different sector, if you wanted to get into you know, a different kind of work or you're emerging company, you're trying to figure out what to do with the new resources that you gain. How do I envelope that into this culture and this structure? Not fully understanding the portfolio of talent that's resident. So sometimes what, what, what we'll do is we'll just go out and hire another. Steve leaves, we'll hire Steve. But with talent management, I have to do the assessment of what Steve contributed. Is that relevant? Is that is that a value? Can can I redeploy and retrain someone to be the new Steve? And talent management gives you insight into that succession planning. I think it, I love the way it um, it eliminates and wrings out biases in, in in different organizations because the data will tell the story of who's next, and it may or may not be Steve, but who is next in the hopper? Who should be considered? Who's the next wave of leadership? That's all important questions that we have to answer today to be successful tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. So, of course, people need to get the book. It is available in ebook form for free today. But for somebody that wants to go deeper with you, um, how can they interact with you, work with you? So I'm on LinkedIn, of course, but also visit my website. It's um, www.SomervilleConsultingGroup.com. Um, love to chat with you. I also have a survey on there. You could complete the survey and you'll get another complimentary 30 minutes with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, I believe, Steve, that we can transform organizations one person at a time. So I value the rich conversations I get to have with individuals. And I welcome people reaching out to me. One year I won, 2014, I was mentor of the year. That just speaks to my passion <laughs> um, in this area. I was mentor of the year. I was Heroines of Washington in 2017 of Washington, D.C. But it is because I, I believe you should work in your story. You spend a lot of time in the office, a lot of time working in your life. Let's make it your story to tell. Absolutely. And it's Somerville, S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E.com. SomervilleConsulting.com. SomervilleConsultingGroup.com. Group. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Consulting And the spelling, you got it. All right. Okay. Well, I hope everybody will run out and get the book. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today, Adrian. It's my pleasure. Anytime I can be of service, feel free to reach out. Thank you, Steve, for this amazing opportunity. I enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. What can you do today, just today, to nurture the people that mean the most in your business, to show the talented individuals that work for you, that work with you, that are the contractors, the employees, the, you know, people that come in and, you know, are building maintenance and stuff like that in the building that you work in. What can you do to be able to nurture those people, to let them know how significant and important they are to you, to allow them to spread their wings, which in turn allows your company to have a much greater, wider reach and a bigger wingspan. What could you do today to nurture those people in your business that mean the most? Think about that during this commercial break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about nurturing the people that mean the most in our lives. We talked in the first segment about the people in our business, the nurturing the talent, the people that do so much to make our business the best that it possibly can be. And now we want to move on to marriage. We want to talk about that person, our spouse, that is possibly, probably the most important person in your entire life. How can we nurture that person? Let them know that they mean the most to you. Build, develop, grow, nurture, take care of, all of those kind of words, that relationship so that they understand just how important they are to you. We're not going to thrive if we don't nurture the people that mean the most to us. And that, of course, starts with our immediate family. So let's jump in here and talk with the author of the book, My Marriage, My Destiny. Join me in welcoming Tanya Loving Collins. Hey, Tanya, how are you doing today? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Well, I'm... um a life and business strategist, retired army and transitioning into this next season in my life. And my goal is just to help others to be the best versions of themselves, including couples and uh, more specifically women in in a transitional stage in their lives. And you do uh, marriage counseling with your husband, is that correct? Well, we're actually, I guess you could say marriage leaders, uh, not necessarily counselors per se, not in that capacity, but more of uh, fostering a group uh, of like-minded individuals who want to be proactive in creating the marriage that they dream of. And with that, we, we go through different series of books and have discussions about the books and just help each other to grow and share and uh, some of life's day-to-day challenges. As we know, you know, marriage can be a challenge. <laughs> I think two people living together can be a challenge, period, whether you're married or not. And uh, just coming together to 
change the focus from just focusing on all of the negative day-to-day, which is easy to, to get into that mindset and to focus more on the positive uh, aspects of a relationship and expressing gratitude and things like that. So the book is called My Marriage, My Destiny. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how it was birthed for you, how it came out of you. Well, this book for me kind of goes back a couple of years ago when I personally prayed uh, for God to show me how to make a difference in the world. That's really where all of this came from. And the first thing that he showed me was a book. So honestly, I wasn't that person that always dreamed, yes, I'm going to be an author. I can't wait. And uh, just dreaming about it for years and years and years and not ever doing anything about it. Uh, For me, it was a direct assignment. And so everyone asked me, why are you so pressed to do the book first? Because that was the first thing that I was given. And so I feel that 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 there's a reason for everything I, you know, accept my direction from my authority. And that was the initial guidance that I was given. Now, my first question was, well, what am I going to write about? I mean, I honestly, I had no clue. I, I had that unconscious competence that I know so many of us have where you don't realize the gift that you are to others that based on your experiences, and we all have, you know, we're a gift in different aspects of our lives, but sometimes we don't realize it, but others outside of us may recognize it more easily than we do ourselves. And that was the case for me. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? And so um, initially I started out with a very broad topic, you know, totally new on this writing journey. And it was broad and I felt like I was making progress, not quickly enough, obviously, but then this past October, and that's when I reached out to you, this past October, I got clarity on what I needed to do this book on. And that's when I got the direction that it needed to be on relationships. Because I mean, this pandemic has been truly a challenge for most and a greater challenge uh, for some than others just where, where previously you may have been able to escape the relationship going to work, you know, in, in uh, basically just taking that out of body experience and putting it in your work environment or putting it in other activities, or whether it was with hanging out with your friends, where now you're forced to live and face one another every day uh, for hours and upon hours on a given day. And so it's like you're forced to even to either address the situation that you may have been challenged with, or many unfortunately have chose to go in opposite directions. And it's just hard, it's heart wrenching for me. And I feel that this is part of my legacy. Uh, As I mentioned, with all of us having a gift, this is one thing that I do honestly feel that is an assignment. No, I have not had a perfect marriage myself, but when you're when you are willing to work through it and just focus more on the positive things, focus more on the things when you first met one another, then you're able to make it work. 
if you can deal with those little annoyances that all of us have, <laughs> excuse me, uh, many of us think that our challenges are unique to us, but when you begin to conversate with others, other relationships, other individuals, other couples, then you, you easily recognize the similarities on this journey. You easily recognize the challenges on this journey. And while they may not be exactly the same, there are amazing similarities. And, and so, you know, with that, we're able to build and strengthen one of each other's, uh, each other up when one may be in a weaker moment in their relationships, the other may be strong, where one may have had certain challenges that another may be struggling with right now. Another may be able to say, hey, hang in there, don't give up. And that, that's the bottom line. It's all about commitment. At the end of the day, it's about commitment because no, we don't always feel like it. We don't always feel like it. And the easy way, I see the easy way out is just throwing your towel in. But unfortunately, you know, if you have not had that positive reinforcement, that intervention from someone of a positive light, then you may think that that is the, the best solution where you have no idea what the road ahead is because now you've got to try to learn someone else all over again. And I can't even imagine what that may have been like. How do you date in a pandemic, <laughs> you know? I'm sure that had its challenges in itself too. And others, they didn't skip a beat. They just, you know, pushed right along, mask on and mask out. <laughs> so, you know, the always unfair question, kind of like asking, which is your favorite kid? What is your favorite part of the book? That is a hard question, Steve, because each, I see each element as important and perhaps building upon each other. But if I had to, if I had to choose a favorite chapter, I would probably go with uh, the last chapter. And I don't want anyone to read ahead, but I would probably go with the last chapter because it kind of like seals everything together and establishes a core. And so I, I would probably go with that. But each element I think is vital. Not that you will be able to integrate each element overnight. Anything that lasts takes time to build. But with that daily um, engagement, that daily commitment, you'll get there. So DESTINY is an acronym. Um, and no, they have to read the book in order to be able to learn what each of those means. But can you tell us what each of those letters stands for? Yes, I can. Um, destiny, the D is for dreaming. And that's just showing the importance of sharing dreams together and not only sharing each other's dreams, but having your own and how there's just so much progression that comes from uh, dreaming. And that's where a lot of our fulfillment and life comes from is just having that steady progress in our lives. The uh, E is for empathy. And with empathy, you know, empathy and communication goes hand in hand. 
And with, with that empathy, it helps you to be more compassionate, more understanding. It's basically placing yourself in that other person's shoes rather than jumping on the defense and making assumptions or uh, undermining another person's beliefs or feelings about a given situation. Because obviously we don't all deal with everything the same way. But rather than doing that, saying, hey, you know, I understand, I may not agree and I don't have to agree, but just showing that compassion and understanding, maybe uh, gently offering uh, another way of thinking in the right time, that's the important thing. You know, when it's a very sensitive time, then it's important to allow that person to just decompress if you would and get whatever if they had a bad day at work you know then allow them to just release and knowing the difference when you're seeking advice versus just looking for a listening ear and it's hard you know I know a lot of people say women are hard to figure out <laughs> um, I think I don't think too many people will disagree with that we're constantly evolving and we want, we want to constantly evolve, but it forces us to have to stay in communication with each other and make sure that we're staying in tune and growing together. Um, the, the S is for self-awareness. If you don't know yourself, then it's really hard to, to pour yourself into anyone else to give to anyone else. It starts with self-love and when you don't have that, then it really spills over into every area of your life, whether it's at work or whether it's in your household, it all starts with yourself, understanding what makes you tick, understanding what makes you uh, the happy person that, you, that we all desire to be. And when you need to take a break, when do you need to take care of yourself uh, and just making time for yourself and making sure that you have clearly established boundaries within uh, your relationship and with yourself. <clears throat> uh, the T is for uh, thankfulness, or you know, I, I mentioned gratitude previously. I, I really cannot stress enough how important being thankful and gratitude, and it's the little things. I know for me personally, after I retired from the military where I may have gotten some gratification from that and just talking about how we go through different seasons in our lives. But then when I didn't work for a while and you know, I'm working around the house where previously that wasn't important to me, but I'm like, you know, this is some hard work and really that's something that we don't give enough credit for. But uh, you're looking for that. We all need it. We all need to, to feel appreciated by someone. And so why not get it from at, at a minimum your spouse? And it's just a custom courtesy to anyone when someone does something for you or when someone does something nice. And since children, we were taught to say thank you. And so that's just something that doesn't cost much at all, but it can really take you a long way in your relationship and in other areas of your life. The uh, I is for integrity. And I don't think much needs to be said about the importance of integrity in your relationship. You know, bottom line, what's love without trust? You got to have it. You, you got to have it. And 
sometimes if you lose that trust in the relationship, then it's more difficult to rebuild. But if you if you really make a conscious effort to to really show how uh, learn your your mate's apology language for one, and then actually show and express that in their language and be sincere about it, that you can't overcome even some of the most difficult situations. The N is for newness and newness is just keeping things new and alive in your relationship, which becomes a greater challenge the longer you've been married. It's easy to get caught up doing things the same old way and you think that it's okay. you know. We expect if no one else understands what we're dealing with, what we're going through, we expect our spouses to be able to do it or our children or the members of our household. They get tend to get leftovers in the relationship, but they are a priority. And uh, I, I like to think of it as what gets scheduled gets done. Sometimes it's difficult to make that time, but when you make a conscious effort of it, then you can do little things to keep things new, whether it's nothing more than going to a new restaurant, having that new experience or going on a vacation or a staycation, you know, depending on your budgetary constraints. So there are things that you can do to keep things new in the relationship. And the, the last uh, letter is Y of destiny. And the Y kind of like, you know, it encompasses everything. When you are able to integrate all of those other factors uh, in destiny, D-E-S-T-I-N, then the why is for yearning. You, It's kind of hard not to yearn for your mate when you have someone that is meeting all of those needs in your relationship. And, you know, being a bag of positive energy, you know, I hear a lot of guys say, oh, you're nagging me and things like that. And so when you're positive, uh, and of course we all have, have days, that's not to say that you're gonna be positive all the time, you know, that would be inhumane once again, but you do have uh, more positive energy than negative energy, then we understand and we can support each other through, you know, showing that empathy through our low points in life. And so just uh, creating that atmosphere where you actually, enjoy each other's company uh, at the end of the day. That's kind of what it sums up to. Perfect. So if a person wants to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, you can reach me, I'm Tanya Loving Collins on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, my website is crowningdestinies.com. That's C-R-O-W-N-I-N-G, destinies, D-E-S-T-I-N-I-E-S.com. Perfect. Well, the book is called My Marriage, My Destiny. You can get it on Amazon today. And uh, Tanya, I really appreciate you spending some time here with us on the show today. Thank you so much for your time, Steve. If you're married, what is one thing that you could do today to let your spouse know how important, how special, how wonderful they are in your life? And if you're not married, what is the one thing you can do today to be the person that the person that you want to be with needs in their life? What can we do to be the best version of ourselves today? Don't put the pressure of your whole life and the gotta find the perfect mate and all of that on yourselves if you're not married, but just simply 
what can I do today, again, even possibly to nurture that most important of persons myself? And if you are married, absolutely. Make sure you wrap your arms around your spouse. You let them know how wonderful and how special they are today. And really don't let today go by without doing things that nurture the relationship and let them know just how important they are to you as you move through your day and you live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We've been talking this whole segment about nurturing the people that mean the most to you. And I appreciated getting to spend time with you, the people that mean the most to me, as you listen to ways to grow yourself, to grow your relationships with your, with your spouse, with the people in your company, all of those kind of things, to really nurture those relationships, to really do the things that help them understand just how important to you they really are. It's really easy to let a day go by and not say, I love you. Um, and yes, I do mean with our people in our business as well. I love Ogmandino in his book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, how he talks about the fact that I will greet this day with love in my heart and I will say to each person that approaches me, I will smile to them and say, I love you. When we approach life with love in our hearts, when we come up to everyone we meet with the intention of nurturing them, of developing them, of helping their moment or however long the relationship may end up being with us to be something that is uplifting, that develops them in a great way, that takes them to a whole new level, when we do that, it is so worth it. It's worth it for them, sure, of course, but it's actually worth it for us, too. You see, the thing about it is, um, and I, I want to be careful here, because remember, we're a judgment-free zone. I'm not trying to judge you. I've even said before on both the show as well as on Facebook Lives, if you want to be grumpy, be great at it. Be the grumpiest grump in the whole world. 
But I want to help you understand, if that's not your calling, for the rest of us, um, I want to talk about the fact that the most powerfully impactful thing in the world is the heart light, if you will, inside of all of us and letting it shine. Just simply, even behind a COVID mask, smiling to somebody can make such a huge difference. How many times have you found yourself going to, and, and there's ditches on both sides of this road, right? You know, you've gone through a checkout line and the cashier has been just grumpy. And maybe it was you. Maybe you were fumbling around trying to find your card or, um, you know, you didn't put the things on the conveyor belt or, I mean, whatever. I mean, it may have been something you did. Often, it may have been the person before you or something that has nothing to do even with their work and the person is less than, to say the least, a big old grump, to say the most, you know, and uh, and maybe, maybe, like we just talked about a minute ago, maybe that is what they want to do. Maybe they've chosen, I want to be the best grump in the world. Okay. But we all know how that impacts us. It can twist your whole entire day. Um, you know, a client calls you and they say or do or demand something, they say something that probably was innocuous. It probably wasn't intended to hurt you. I mean, maybe, but probably not. And it did, it hurt. And now you're sitting there bleeding, wounded, hurt over something that honestly that person doesn't even know. It's the biggest, hardest part of some of the books that I've helped people write is there are some people, and all of us have been through stuff, so don't feel like I'm diminishing your stuff, but there are some people that I've done books with that have been through horrendous things, things that I can't even imagine. Even with them graphically describing them, I still, it's so outside of my frame of reference. Um, and I'm not in any way ever saying that they should have gone through that, that God put them through that, all of that kind of stuff. But I'm just simply saying that after that person that did horrible things to them when they were poor, innocent children, awful, uh, unspeakable things to those poor, innocent children, after that, that person moves on. They live their life. Now, I'm, I'm a big one on, you know, uh, consequences, if, it, if you will for the actions that we take. Um, and I'd like to see people who, you know, are pedophiles and those kind of things, I'd like to see them face immediately the consequences of their actions. In most cases, people that have offended us, have hurt us, have wounded us, have abused us, they go on. They live their lives. We are sitting here wounded, bleeding on the floor, shattered in a million pieces. They don't know. They don't care. And their life is moving on. They have, in their own feelings at least, a really great and wonderful life. And we aren't nurturing ourselves. And we live in that moment. We're stuck there. 
So when we forgive and release that person, it's not for them, it's for us. It's untying the chains that are binding us and allowing us to be free. We can't change not one other person in this world other than ourselves. We can nurture them, and I hope that you will, the people that are worth it. Now, some of us, we need to, um, you know, be withholding of our nurturing. I don't mean it quite that way, but I don't know how else to say it. There are certain people that we're giving our time, attention, caring, love, nurturing to that aren't worth even a moment, let alone to have been given all that we give them. And we need to value ourselves. Really, honestly, we need to value them too enough to not continue nurturing that inappropriate, that harmful to us, that not good relationship. Sometimes the best way you can nurture somebody is to walk away, to be like, you know what? No, in this particular situation, we need to part as friends or barring that, we need to part as enemies, whatever it takes. That sometimes is the most nurturing that we can be to a person and again to ourselves. You got to remember, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. Now here's the thing. If you don't take care of you, if you don't nurture you, the world has a tendency to definitely not do that either. If you don't nurture the relationships, the people in your business, the people in your family and in your life and those that are important to you, when we're not continuing to allow the tree to grow, soon as the fruit stops growing, it becomes ripe. And ripe is actually stage one of rotting in our own lives, in our relationships, in all the things that we need to continue to grow and nurture. And we pick the fruits off the tree and we continue to care for it so that more fruits will blossom. I hope today that you will take good care of you, that you will nurture the people that mean the very most to you. And in all that you do, you will live your life as a thriving entrepreneur, that you will be happy, safe, warm, and loved, that you will feel joy welling in your heart and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.